It's Monday. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're in Studio 22, the mothership. We're going to upload all the information you need right here tonight. And, uh, of course, the puppet master, Mark, the perfectionist at the helm, driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Super Chris Cruz, let's love Brandon. Boys, I hope you all had a good weekend. I I was in Iowa. Uh, it's, It's still very flat there. Very cold there. I think the wind chill was about 17 degrees. We had a full house, a great show at the at the Bridgeview uh, uh, Center. It was a fun fun show. This week, uh, as you've heard me talk about forever, is of course not only birthday week. I mean, I don't want to make this show about me, really, guys. I don't want to make this all about my fiftieth birthday and living to be half a hundred. But since we're since you brought up the topic, I will talk about it. Um, that's uh, Friday, which means I'm going to have to miss Stu's Power Hour. This will be the first power hour I've missed, I think. And uh, the show is just, it just will not be the same without me on it. Now, I encourage you to watch it to support Stu because let's face it, it's not often that you typically have guests that outshine the host like I do on Stu's power hour. But I do consistently. And uh, I think he's not even celebrating anything of any significant milestone. It's just Christmas, right? That pagan Festivus holiday, whatever it is, that he that he's celebrating. We all know the Lord was born in August or September or whatever everybody protests about. But uh, yeah, Friday night, December 9th is going to be Stu's Power Hour. But I'll be 50 years old. I'm going to be off somewhere drinking good tequila, probably. Don't know where, no plans. But on the 10th of December, the next day, I'm going to be at Dosi Do. That's a fantastic listening room right there in Spring, Texas. Happy to go there every single year, and they're having me back. We're going to call it the Birthday Bash. going to be a fun comedy show. I have probably 40 or 50 tickets left in that deal. There are no bad seats at Dosey Do. So if you go to the website or if you go to watchchad.com where all the fun stuff is, and you click on the Dosey Do link and you see something that says obstructed view, literally all it is is there's a pole. It's an old building they brought down from, like, I don't know, Pennsylvania or something. The, the thing was a log home type deal. They reconstructed it. And uh, you literally have to turn your head like this, four inches, or just slide your chair out two inches and you can see the stage. So they have to do that as a disclaimer. You're going to get dinner, you're going to get dessert, you're going to get your non-alcoholic beverages uh, with that dinner, and you get me! You get to celebrate me. It's going to be fun. Uh, Guaranteed. So I want that thing to be sold out. Come on. There's even upstairs deals where you can look right down on it. And a lot of people look at that and they're like, well, I I don't see the stage. No, you're literally on top of the stage, so it's a fun venue. Those of you who have been there can testify to that. Anyway, enough about me. But is it really, Chris? I don't know. Let's talk more. Uh, We're selling. We're back on Merchapalooza is what I'm calling it. Merchapalooza. That's right. Here at Blaze TV. Every year we do our big push. We try to get rid of inventory. We sell our shirts. And uh, it's the merch war. Stu always wins it. But let's face it. It's not because Stu is Stu. Because we've already talked about his lackluster personality. The issue is he's on Glenn Beck, you know, and then Glenn Beck comes on his show. And, and listen, you know, Glenn Beck could burp on a page and be a bestseller, right? It, it, like New York Times bestseller, Glenn Beck. Uh, it, that guy knows how to sell stuff. And so when Stu, when he mentions, you know, he's on Glenn's show every day and Stu mentions his stuff. And, and I don't know, there's some weird nepotism around here as well that 
Everybody gives Stu some really good designs and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't wipe my ass with them. But either way, I'm just going to tell you that if you use promo code CHAD20 at the Blaze merch store, uh, even if you buy Stu's crap, you can still use promo code CHAD20 on Stu's garbage, and you'll still get 20% off. But you can see there on the little deal, if you go to chadonblaze.com, that's your one-stop shop, chadonblaze.com, and you go and, uh, and shop there, you can get the Big Nick Energy. That Big Nick Energy is solid right there. There's Santa Claus right there, and bam, there's a Big Nick Energy. You can even get the coffee mug. You can still get your FJB. You could get your I'm not a taco, which, of course, when Jill Biden called, uh, you know, Hispanics in San Antonio breakfast tacos, you know, a little cultural appropriation there. And then, of course, my all time favorite shirt on that site is F the left, which means forgive the left. Uh, When it says EFFF the left, it means forgive the left, free the left, um, you know. Follow the left, all these things. F could mean so many different things. But go over there and help me at least be in the running with this merch war. Okay? I know it's Christmas time, but you know what? Some of your kids don't have to get gifts this year. They don't have to. Listen, let's, get, let's make this a teachable moment this, this holiday season and talk to them about what it's truly like to be Christ-like and to give your life away rather than to receive stuff. Your kids don't need all that stuff. But what I need is a little clout, okay? I need some bragging rights around here. So go to chadonblaze.com, use promo code CHAD20, and shop to your heart's content. And Chad, there's a trophy this year. There's a trophy? We have a trophy for the first time. And I want to say something <laughs> to the executives upstairs. This was a me and Chad idea last year because we were bored, and then somehow now it's like official thing coming from the executives – and by the way, Glenn, if you're going to join the merch war, use the right hashtag. It's not yeah, Blaze Glenn, Merch War. It's Glenn merch and his war. guys aren't the best at this. They're not the best. They just kind of mail it in. Because like exactly. I told you, he, I told you he could burp on a page, man. And bam, he's going to be a bestseller. All he does is throw a t-shirt out there. And he's got some Nancy Pelosi blowjob thing out there. Which is a fun shirt. It's her getting her hair blown out. That's a fun shirt because I saw it. and I was like, "Dang, Glenn, that was a, that was bold." So not on brand with uh, Glenn. You know, there's a lot of people on there. They don't they don't talk about some host merch on there. It's me, Glenn, Stu, and Steve Dace tend to be the ones in the running. And I'm not saying the and sometimes Sarah. I'm not saying the rest of these hosts are subpar, but <laughs> compared to me, <laughs> let's just be honest. I'm basically the only one that classes this join up. Uh, I pissed a lot of people off, sort of like I'm doing right now. Um, I pissed a lot of people off yesterday, Sunday, in talking about this college football playoff scene. Uh, of course, Georgia Bulldogs, my school, I attended there, folks. I, when I post anything about the Georgia Bulldogs, people are like, oh, so much for being a Texan. I All my money went to Georgia. So trust me, <laughs> uh, I'm going to support them. And uh, they won the SEC championship, always elusive championship to win. But Georgia won it. Uh, they're clearly the best team in the world, globally, probably historically. And uh, we'll see how they fare on, what is it, New Year's Day in the playoff versus Ohio State. And then, of course, Michigan is going to play TCU. 
So what I said on social media yesterday is I said, Alabama, I just love to trigger people. And if you mention the Alabama Crimson Tide on social media, the love and the hate, man. Woo! So I said, Alabama should be in the playoffs. Now, not because of their record. Their record was horrible. They're a two-loss team. Just because they're better than Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU right now. You could hear heads popping across the internet. Just pow, pow, pow. They were so mad at me. And I was like, and I've made a comment under there. I said, this, my friends, is how you boost your algorithms on Facebook. Just take note. This is how you do it. This is how you get. There was like, last time I checked, there was like 2,300 comments underneath that post. Um, People were pissed. How dare I say that? Now, let's be in all fairness. I'm proud of TCU. Texas Christian University had a hell of a season uh, all the way up until their championship game the other day when, oh, that kid Max Duggan, that is a kid. He should be invited to the Heisman, no doubt about it. But the quarterback for TCU, Max Duggan, I mean, he carried that team and missed that touchdown to put them on top in overtime just by less than an inch. I mean, how that referee saw that and did just say, and now the referees have come back and different ones have said the, the uh, NCAA or whoever's come back and looked at that. In a couple of those plays, they say, you know what? We feel like the referees kind of screwed TCU because there were – some more plays that happened after that uh, that looked like TCU scored. But people can argue that. That's why we love college football. That's why we love college football. But let's face it, TCU has not faced the SEC schedule. They have not faced the SEC defense. And I know all you re-rees out there that want to say, well, the SEC, you guys are so big on the SEC. Play them. Play them and see what happens. Uh, I don't think – now, Michigan could probably beat the pants off of Alabama right now. But I don't know about Ohio State, and I certainly don't know about TCU. I guarantee that no one out there would want to face Alabama, and everybody's breathing a sigh of relief because they're not. They don't have to. So you can talk amongst yourselves. I just love stirring it up. But, no, I, I hope TCU – I'm glad they got in the playoff game, even though they lost, uh, which is weird to me that USC lost their championship game and dropped six spots, but TCU didn't drop at all. Weird. It's weird. That's why we need, like, a 12-team playoff system. And I think they're going to go to that, 8 or 12, I don't know, but they need that. And uh, I'm here for it. But this is I love this time of year just for this very reason, the debates about college football. But I guarantee you everybody's breathing a sigh of relief that they don't have to play Alabama because you never know, Nick Saban. Now, granted, he cried a lot when he saw that his team wasn't going to make the playoffs, and I'm okay with that because I'm not an Alabama fan. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Alabama, Auburn, all those guys, I wish they could beat each other. <laughs> Uh, here's what I want to talk about uh, for the next few minutes, and you're going to hear me talk about this a lot in the days, weeks, months, year to come, because I've got a working definition of mental health. Yeah, we're going to we're basically going to co- compare everything going forward to my definition of mental health. Okay, so my mental health is you are mentally healthy to the to the degree that you can embrace reality. All right. To the degree that you can embrace reality. And when you don't embrace reality, you're mentally unhealthy. So we're living in a my truth, your truth society. Right. So everything is up for interpretation. Well, if your interpretation is not realistic and doesn't have any grounding in reality and truth, objective truth, 
Well, and you believe that, well, you, you've got some level of mental unhealthiness, all right? It doesn't make sense. And let me tell you why that's important. Because right now, you have the mainstream media, you have uh, big tech, you have the government, you have all these people who say, don't believe what your eyes show you. Don't believe what your ears are telling you. Uh, we could take this word, like, say, recession or inflation, and we reinterpret it to mean something completely different. So they're changing reality. So when you change the perceived reality, the way they're doing that, and it's like George Orwell in 1984 when Big Brother says, how many fingers am I holding up? And you don't say six instead of five, then you are violating the reality that the state is determining is real. So you're mentally crazy and you're a problem. So if they can change reality and you have some common sense and you go, well, that's not real and that's not true, they're going to call you crazy because now they've created a reality that you're not adhering to. Uh, and that's crazy. That is mentally unhealthy, but that's what we're being bombarded with. So I'm not going to pet your unicorn. I'm not going to play with your gender identity. I'm not going to give a rat's ass about your pronouns. Um, you can tell me all these kind of things, and, and, and the media can tell me all these things that I, you know may or may not be true, or they may be a little bit of truth piled in with a bunch of crap. And uh, I'm just, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go there, right? And I'll tell you, I, I jotted something down. I made a note the other day where I said, um, I said, commit to reality. That's mental health. I said, denying reality is not. I don't talk to your imaginary friends. I don't care about your pronouns. I don't care how many Pokemons you find. I don't look at you, your house, your car, your girlfriend, and care what's in your bank account. I don't pretend to hear the voices you hear. I'm not going to pet your unicorn. I, uh, you, try, you trying to force your fantasy on others is your way of trying to validate your lack of grasp on reality. Okay? You need to commit to reality with all your might and energy. That is the key to mental health. It's the key to critical thinking. It is the key to success. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with your circumstances. Learn to separate fact from fiction. Stop believing in your truth or my truth and embrace the truth. It's one thing to play and it's one thing to pretend, but it's another thing to live out the mythological fantasies you've built in your head. When you do that, you will end up broke, medicated, frustrated, and alone. Commit to reality with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So that's going to be the working definition. So, so when we play all these weird videos and stuff, we're going to say, does that embrace reality? If not, it's mentally unhealthy. So, yeah, and I'm happy for that because we're just going to start telling people they're crazy. <laughs> and we all are a little bit. That's why we're all in some form of a spectrum because we all have interpretations and opinions that aren't based and founded in reality. But, hey, that's the beauty of life. All right, folks, for years you've heard me talk about iTarget, and uh, a lot of you bought them and have them. I love mine, but they take it, they're taking you to a next level. they got a new product, and it's something you really have to get, especially right here at Christmas. Uh, have you ever seen those competitive shooter practice timing drills on the range? You can do that in your own home anytime you want. You don't have to spend a dime on ammo. It's with the new iTarget Cube. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with the existing laser bullet that you got with iTarget Pro. You can buy another one or you can upgrade to the three-pack and get a really cool, unique training experience. You can compete with other people. You can practice the clearing drills. You can use random mode to test your ability to react, and, and the system is going to time every shot you take. Now, right now, 
10% off plus free shipping with offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad when you go to iTargetPro.com. iTarget comes in most calibers from 9mm to 223, so you can train with almost any firearm you own. It's the easiest, most cost effective way to train, pays for itself in a single day. It's the letter I, TargetPro.com. And please use promo code Chad. We'll be right back. All right, so you kind of had to be living under a rock if you weren't paying attention to what Elon Musk did over the weekend. And uh, he announced on Friday early that he was going to release the Twitter information, the documents that they had, the emails, if you will, that discussed the Hunter Biden laptop story that, of course, was, we now know, suppressed during the weeks of the 2020 election. Um, this is problematic in a lot of ways, and uh, a lot of people don't really know what to do with this. Now, Elon Musk has come out and said, um, well, let's just play that clip. Most important thing, you don't have any suicidal thoughts, do you, Elon? (laughs) (laughs) I do not have any suicidal thoughts. I... Uh, I, I, if I committed suicide, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun to laugh at. Uh, <laughs> now, he did come out and say that he believes that he is a target for assassination. Yeah. He, he said that he believes that that threat is very real. Um, and, of course, three Rees out there, he's everything from a white supremacist to, oh, my God, all these different things. But the most telling thing, because there were a lot of, and, and Matt, uh, or how do you say his name? Um, the, uh, so it, is it, is it, is Taby, or I don't know how to say his name. Matt Tybee, Taby. Someone can correct me on that. But, um, you know, Elon did not put the stuff out himself. He retweeted Matt Taby, which is smart. It's so Matt was putting out all of the, you know, one by one and, it's amazing to me though I was reading the responses and people were saying, I don't want to read a book, let's get on to it. Uh, we're living in a world where people just absolutely do not want to think critically for themselves, but there it is. I mean, he was putting the emails out, and some of it was very concerning when he talked about the actors that were involved, the people on the Biden uh campaign who were basically sending in memos saying, uh, this and these are my terms, this needs to be corrected. And people at Twitter were responding back saying it's been handled. Um, That, my friend, what that tells me when you read through those things is the true insurrectionist is the Democratic Party. And they use Twitter to do it. They're the ones who wanted to, quote, undermine democracy. Now, that's your phrase. And I tweeted this out over the weekend. The left is the one who's undermining democracy. Because if this is okay with you, and obviously based on the responses, this type of behavior is okay with you, then you, my friends, are the real insurrectionists. And let me say this thing. You know, I I would love for Elon Musk, if he survives, I would love for him to release the real information of what was said regarding January 6th. 
And I think he will if he can, if he's got the balls to do it. I think he's capable of doing it. I want to see the internals on January 6th. Now, everybody's afraid to touch January 6th because they don't want to get lumped in. But let's just, let's just go off and say that I am convinced there were some bad actors involved in January 6th. I don't condone the actions of January 6th, but I also don't think it was a bunch of Trump supporters that just went out there and went at it. I think there was some instigation. I think it's, oh, well, Trump incited violence. No, I don't, I don't see that. I just, if, if you are sincere in your debate, I don't see that. Not, not when he immediately said, you know, we're not going to condone that. Then he went on and he, on Twitter and everywhere else and said, we're not going to do that. We advise against that. You know, his last tweets were in support of law enforcement before he got banned on Twitter. So I just, I don't, I'm not buying that. I know you need a villain there, but I just don't see that. Okay. Uh, you can't. So, and if they're, and if I'm wrong, then what I encourage the Democrats to really hammer down on is they need to demand that the 16,000 hours of unreleased video footage from January 6th around the Capitol, it needs to be released. Let's make sure that the people who are guilty are truly guilty. So release the footage. Why is the government holding on to that footage? You know, why, why does the government hold on to any of these secrets? I don't understand. Are there aliens? Did Lee Harvey Oswald act alone? I don't know. The government won't tell us. So, let's, you know, how did Marilyn Monroe die? Why do we keep these things from the public? I don't know. Elvis, baby. Elvis, baby. So, anyway, I, I want to know. You know, release the 16,000 hours of footage that nobody's seen. If, if, it's, if it's there, let's see it. Roll it out, baby. I'm here for this. Uh, what else have I got to do in 2023 but watch 16,000 hours of footage of the Capitol? Uh, somebody around here will break it down for us. But, but, <laughs> but no, I, I'm just saying, this is the kind of thing. So they released this deal, and they, they condone this stuff. So, you know, the, the heads, again, are exploding over these Twitter files. Matt Taby, um, it was just a trove of internal emails and talk about Twitter censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story. And again, this isn't about a dude just playing with his pecker. This is crimes. I mean, th this is corruption by the Biden family. And people say, oh, we got it. We can't, you know, this is hacked material. It's not hacked. The dude got high and forgot his laptop at a shop. The laptop, after 90 days of being left there, became the possession of the owner of the shop. <laughs> He, it was his. So it wasn't hacked. So anyway, you know, there were people who came out and uh, Ben Collins with NBC said, imagine throwing it all away. Talking about Matt, about Matt Taby. Imagine throwing it all away to do PR work for the richest person in the world. Uh, Wajahat Ali with, uh, he said, Matt Taby, what sad, disgraceful downfall. I swear, kids, he did good work back in the day. It sounds like he was doing the work y'all need to be doing all along. Why are you hiding it? Why hide it? What is going to happen by it coming out? Why would you keep something like that secret? It's not Matt Taby's fault that you guys wrote the email. The emails are there. Why shouldn't we be allowed to see them and draw our own conclusions? The fact that you want to hide this talks about, is, it just shows you and proves media manipulation. And on, on an absolute traitorous scale. I mean, 
journalists out there who are fighting this, they're on the same par with that mop-headed blonde woman that asked Kareem Paul Jerry Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, KJP, you know, saying, why aren't you moderating Elon Musk and, and the tweets? Why aren't you moderating more of this? Why aren't you watching this? You know, are, are you afraid of letting this too much of this get out? And they're like, well, we're, we're keeping a close eye on everything that Twitter is doing. What journalist, what true journalist is, is going to just throw it all to the wind and say, you know what, we want to make sure some things don't get out? That right there, my friends, is a violation of your code of ethics. There's no ethics anymore. Um, uh, yeah, Matt Taby is very upset that the Biden administration or Biden campaign asked a platform to take down some revenge porn targeting the candidate's son. That was MSNBC, Tim Miller. I'm sure Matt would be totes cool with people tweeting out his adult kid's dick because they didn't like him and would not ask his buddy Elon to help. I don't see anything in what he released talking about Hunter Biden's dick. There was nothing in there. Listen, we've all seen that because that just exposes the character of the person we're dealing with. That exposes his character. You Once you see that a guy is willing to be wild and crazy and obviously off his rocker on drugs with hookers and a you know 10,000 a night habit that he's got going on and a guy can't keep his hands off of himself, that right there shows you the mental state of the person we're dealing with. Remember what I said, a person that ain't in grasp with reality, it shows you their mental health. You know, this guy who comes out and says, well, my dad, Joe Biden, he'll do anything I tell him. He'll make policy out of everything I said. You know, he he worships the ground I walk on. He's telling this to hookers. And then you're going to turn around and you're going to see the mental state of this guy. And then you're going to see the Biden crime family and how they have dealt with Ukraine, how they've dealt with China, all these other nefarious business practices they've done, 10% for the big guy. So when you show that a guy is kind of crazy like this and believes he's above the law and untouchable like Hunter Biden did, then you don't have a problem believing that the rest of the crap could be true as well. If they're untouchable, if, no, if, if they're beyond justice, if they're beyond accountability, then why wouldn't they try these things? They saw themselves as being above the law. So it's not about dick pics. I mean, that's, that's fanfare. We could talk about that, but we do that to show you as a register of how crazy the son of a bitch is. But once you see he's crazy, you have no problem believing all these other things he can do. Uh, Matt Taby always was and still remains a fraud. That was uh, Matt McDermott, who's a Democratic pollster and strategist. Doing PR for the richest person in the world should come as no surprise. Oh, and Cliff Schechter, an ad writer for the 2020 Biden campaign, offered the following unsurprising take. Forget any just say no or this is your brain on ad. Instead, show folks the before and after writing and critical thinking skills of Matt Taby. Again, boys, what are you scared of? I don't understand it. Let it out there. Let the chips fall where they may. And by the way, I want the same thing to happen with the Jelaine Maxwell list. Where's it at? Let the whole thing come out. Oh, Trump's on it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's put the nail in the mother coffin. How about that? I'm all for it. All right. We got that clip. I want them to hear that. I want them to hear that home title thief who's explaining what happens, what ha- like what happens after he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Play it. 
Man. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Yeah, and see, they get away with it unless Matt Taby comes out with her emails right there. So, yeah. I love that guy. Nobody's calling you. It's true. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and you don't even know it. Uh, I'm going to protect you. Here's how we're going to do it, folks. If you listen closely to me, you need to verify that your home's title is actually still in your name. You could do that by going to HomeTitleLock.com and enter promo code RADIO. Register your address for a no-obligation home title report, $100 value, folks, and you're going to get it for free. Free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code RADIO. We'll be right back. Ah, these are the moments of the show that I live for every single day. Let's wax eloquent. Folks, never is it the case that pleasure should be extracted from the aggregate residual suffering a society faces in the frothy wake of its own self-destructive behavior. Even when said pleasure is derived through the vehicle of a pretty sweet, I told you so, pressed against the beating heart of our Republican, hopefully pushing roughly upon the consciences of those who govern poorly, are the kids in our society who suffered needless harm during the intellectual wasteland days of the pandemic. Now, it surprises me not in the least that we've already begun to witness the long-term effects on children of having the very norms of their society cast on the shoals of chaos. And a new Stanford study is finding that, as a result of the stress from all the pandemic nonsense, that kids' brains are turning even more to mush than they usually do. This thing caused real mental health problems, folks. And as President Biden would say, that's no joke, man. Teen depression and suicidal ideation are on the rise. And according to this Stanford study, brain structures in kids who suffered through the lockdowns are actually different from those of children before the pandemic. There's a thing called brain age, which is often accelerated in kids who suffer through violence, neglect, family dysfunction, or a combination of multiple factors. And guess what? You can add pandemic lockdowns to that list of possible reasons. In short, having your world turned upside down causes your brain to kind of rapid rapid onset aging and not in a good way. Now, I'm no neurologist, but I think we can safely parlay upon the surface if we consider that there is a natural development of the brain that involves a whole bunch of neurons firing across a whole bunch of gray matter in a particular and ever-expanding pattern, and it's pretty damn important to the health and well-being of the child that this pattern not be screwed around with in meaningful ways. Now, all of this is a much more complex way of saying we shouldn't be traumatizing kids because that tends to have bad outcomes in the long run. But picture yourself as a young teenager in the middle of all the bullshit that we've seen over the past couple of years. Not only are you dealing with growth spurts, hormone overload, acne, metabolism changes, and awkward boners during class presentations, but on top of all that, 
We're going to throw in a socio-politically toxic landscape of ideas, many of them downright apocalyptic. We're going to introduce into your life the pressure to quarantine away from your life and your friends. We're going to encourage you to destroy half of the window into your soul that is your face by covering it with a dubiously effective mask anywhere and everywhere you go. We're going to put you into the torture of isolation, or worse, make you hang out with only your family for months and months on end. We're going to light the world on fire proverbially and in some cases literally all around you and expect you to walk out on the other side of that crap completely unscathed. Now, I've been saying it for a long time now, and I'm going to say it again, folks. The long-term effects of the pandemic itself will almost certainly not stay with us for half as long as the long-term effects of the bullshit policy that adorned it during the height of its relevance on the world stage. Now, in a future world of lawsuits and memoirs, investigative journalism and podcasting, the truth will continue to out itself in myriad and often heartbreaking ways. We've now created a part of a generation whose brains were forced to age more quickly then would have been healthy and we're seeing and we'll continue to see what the consequences of our actions has been it's a sad deal that we're seeing and it's affected all of us not just kids but by god the kids man that's the thing that just wears me out and you know while we're talking about kids i got to bring up this athena strand story uh this uh little girl Seven years old, kidnapped by a FedEx driver, and murdered uh, just north of Fort Worth. And heartbreaking, heartbreaking, this story. Beautiful little girl. And we don't know all the story that's happened there. And we're, we grieve with the loss. We grieve for the loss of life. This is one of those deals. The reason I bring it up is, I, and I actually put this on Facebook, Ed Bass, who basically owns Fort Worth, he should make you know Sundance Square right in the center of town. Like we should get a, a length of rope and uh, bring this uh, guy who did it, who's confessed to doing it. Let's let's save the taxpayer dollars. Um, maybe they can waive the parking fees in downtown Fort Worth for a day, uh, which are by the way ridiculous. When you got to pay twenty one dollars, Sasha Bass. When you got to pay twenty one dollars to go to lunch just to park your car. Um, give me a break. I don't know. I don't know how many more airplane hangers at Meacham Field you guys need to build. But um, let's, uh, let's hang the guy. Like, let's just do it. Like, like if, if this is anything that, right, bullet to the head, whatever you want to call it. But, like, if anything just says, you know what, let's just, let's just fast track the due process. He confessed to doing it. Eye for an eye. Let's go for it. And let's just bring some of this stuff back. Because kids – the kids, man. And uh, talk about a travesty of just, oh, uh, it's tragic. And you know what? It happens. We, we talk about the little Athena Strand, seven-year-old girl, life lost tragically. But how many times is this happening? You know, how many times is this happening? I'm reading a book right now about human trafficking, and, and as a side note. And, dude, if we realize what's going on under our noses with these characters that are out there, ah, uh, and you know what? I tell you, if we really truly paid attention to it, we wouldn't get so pissed off over who's in the college football picture. Like, who's in the playoffs? I promise you. We're pissed off about the wrong things in society. So, um, it, yeah, listen, and here's a perfect example. Here, it, here's where our world's going. Let's talk about that Canadian. And uh, we'll get back to Elon Musk later. He's not going anywhere. But uh, Christine 
how do you say her name? Gauthier? Gauthier? However you say it. It's French. Uh, she's a paraplegic former Canadian military member. And uh, <laughs> paraplegic. She's a retired Army corporal. Uh, she competed for Canada in the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Paralympics. Testified in par- Parliament just the other day that a Veteran Affairs Canada caseworker, uh, they, they, she wanted to put a chair that goes up the stairs. And play the clip. For Christine Gautier, the fight to get a wheelchair lift in her home has been an uphill battle. I have to crawl down the stairs on my, on my butt with the wheelchair in front of me to be able to access my, my house. While pleading her case to a Veterans Affairs case manager over the phone in 2019, she was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so hard at this point and uh, you, you just can't keep going on, then you, you know we can assist you with uh, aid to die. And well. she's not the only one. There you go. Um, rather than uh, put a chair, I mean, dude, that's a place of universal health care. You know, and she's she was an Olympian and a veteran. And the, instead of putting installing a chair there, they're just saying, just go ahead and kill yourself. That's that's that right there. Mental health. The fact that that is your reality that they would suggest that a caseworker would suggest that you just kill yourself. Um, that, you're not embracing reality, folks. You're not embracing reality. That is changing reality to fit your mental illness. That's what the government is doing in Canada. They're doing it all over, but this is a specific case. Just change the reality. You know, hey, Christine Gauthier, her, her life doesn't matter anymore. She has to scoot down the stairs on her butt. And push the wheelchair in front of her. So what's your life really worth living at this point, Christine? Just just do it. We'll help you do it. We'll make it a peaceful trans, transfer into the afterlife, okay? You've, you've, you've done everything. I mean, if they were going to do that to her, an Olympian and a veteran, if they were going to do that to her, what are they going to do the rest of you peons? Your life counts for nothing. And Chad, she's been fighting for this wheelchair ramp for five years. Five mm. years. Yeah. And if... If we don't think a veteran Olympian is enough to, let's say, put a chair, like, honestly, they were pushing this for people, like, we talked two weeks ago, a guy that can't barely, like, walk, and now this person that is, like, she's like, I love it. Like, I just need help. And the government's like, just kill yourself. I mean, I started thinking about Blaze producers and thinking about how many we have around here. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Let's just start euthanizing. You know, probably some hosts, too, actually. You know? Well, you know, I'm a disabled veteran, too, so I'm, I, I qualify same as her. You can relate. Well, dude, you just moved yourself to the top of the list, I just bro. moved, yes. You just made the draft, Chris. Yep. Uh, hey, guys, for anybody looking to ignite your fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, uh, start taking care of your liver. I love this stuff. I started taking it, and, uh, dude, it's great. I took my liver out the other day, looked at it. It looks great. Uh, your liver is your body's master detoxifier. It performs over 500 key functions in your body every day. It's responsible for cleansing and removing thousands of harmful toxins. 
Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I absolutely recommend. I'm taking it myself. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. Helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boost your energy levels, and it'll kick your natural metabolism into high gear. It works remarkably well to fight fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans right now. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors. And every bottle is manufactured right here in the USA, too. And right now, as a part of my audience, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free. Receive five free gifts when you order today. You're going to get a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. It's a great blend of omega-3 fatty acids, and you need it for heart and brain health. Four times better absorption thanks to the uh, nano delivery system. And you're getting four free e-books to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Go to Get Liver Health dot com slash chat claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula in the five bonus gifts and you're covered by 365 day a year-long money-back guarantee so you got nothing to risk that's get liverhelp.com slash chat or you can call them up talk to them 800-282-1757 we'll be right back Now, in a week, I think, what, next Tuesday night, we got Glenn Beck coming on the show. What's our schedule next week? Is it next week, Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Glenn Beck will be here on your last week of the year. Last week of the year is next week, so don't miss it. Tell your friends. But Glenn is coming in. It's been a long time since we've had Glenn. I think we were in a whole We did the research over the weekend, and he hasn't been here ever since I took over. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Glenn, I told you, he walked past me the other day, and he goes, you never have me on my show, I, on your show. I was like, come on the show. And oddly enough, he's, he's coming. We hope. <laughs> but here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask, uh, what questions would you like to ask Glenn? Nothing's off limits. Let's go. Uh, and Glenn always says every time I talk to him, he wants to talk, I, want, I just want to talk about bad news. But we'll see. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go where podcasts are offered. You can go to Apple Podcasts, whatever. Look up the Chad Prather Show. And leave a review. And in that review, I want you to ask a question for Glenn. And we'll take a look at it. We'll read him some of them. But you need to do that. Start doing it all this week. Go in there. Leave a review. Five-star rating. And then leave your review for the Chad Prather Show and say, hey, Chad, we love you. But here's a question for Glenn. Okay? Easy. Um, This, uh, I don't know that we have time to get in the Balenciaga thing. But maybe tomorrow we'll play that clip. Um, I don't think we got time to talk about it. That that dude was impressive. I tweeted about it this week. This guy who really kind of newscaster, I guess he was, who kind of fired back at the Balenciaga thing. Um, But, you know, Donald Trump came out and made a statement on social media about uh, basically terminating parts of the U.S. Constitution in order to get the truth out there. Um, And, of course, Elon Musk fired back on that, said, you know, the Constitution is greater than any president, which is true, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But you have to ask yourself, and I'm not justifying Trump here because Trump says some dumb stuff every now and then. Uh, a lot, actually. Um, there's, you have to wonder, is this a troll on the part of Trump? Because now Trump has the people on the left defending the Constitution. By saying that, now they're going to go in there and dig and they're going to try to prove him wrong. And now he's got the Riri's out there who are usually not real great constitutionalists now they're digging so again maybe this is some 4d chest on the part chess <laughs> i love 40 chests 
But maybe this is some 40 chess on the part of Donald Trump of trying to, uh, you know, get them to even justify uh, getting this stuff released. So uh, we'll see what happens with that whole deal. There was a uh, power outage. God, burp. Did you hear that? It's delicious. Uh, it's what happens when you don't eat carbs. Uh, 40,000 people in North Carolina, they were, you were telling me, Chris, like basically it looked like there was, they were having a drag show and the accusation is that the Proud Boys. Yeah. According to the left conspiracy theory, the reason why there's a power outage you can see on your screen is because the Proud Boys slash Patriots <laughs> were protesting a drag story hour okay. and they decided to get rid of the power. But just, then this morning. The substation. Yeah. But then this morning, there's some news coming out saying that either a shooting happened next to a substation or someone shot at the substation to cause a power outage. Yeah. But why, why are we giving the Proud Boys slash Patriots that much Yeah, I, I think I'm going to say not the Proud Boys. I don't. And that's, yeah. not, that's not me saying I like the Proud Boys. I'm just saying that. Maybe sometimes we give them too much credit yeah. on what's happening around. Yeah. I mean, if that's what we got to do to shut down drag time <laughs> kids hour, maybe maybe we need to start shutting the power. But, oh, uh, I kid, I kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so 40,000 people. It, I tell you, man, this whole thing, Babylon B, you know, the former Twitter trust and safety head defends banning the Babylon Bee earlier in 2022 for misgendering trans assistant secretary of health, Rachel Levine. Um, listen, let me tell you something. It wasn't just the Babylon Bee. Literally everyone is misgendering Rachel Levine because everyone knows Rachel Levine is a guy. Okay. Now you may not say that out loud, but you know it. The Babylon Bee just had enough balls to make jokes about it. Right. And, again, they're trying to justify censoring them. A satire site, I might add. You know, God forbid they misgender. Um, you know, Twitter's written policies prohibit misgendering, full stop. And the Babylon Bee, in the name of satire, misgendered Admiral Rachel Levine. <laughs> oh, anomaly. Uh, you know, it's still misgendering. There can be a very long and academic discussion of satire and sort of, you know, if we got to get academic on our satire, it really sucks. You know, I like it. That's it. When you got to explain the jokes to that level, I think everybody got the jokes. So anyway, the Babylon Bee is back. I'm here for it. And um happy for those guys to be back putting out good content. Uh, but you know, they, that letter of the law, man, they want to make sure that letter of the law is obeyed over there on Twitter. And Hey, I want you to go, uh, write some letters where podcasts are offered and ask Glenn Beck a question. You know, I want to know, I want to know like some people Glenn has known over the years, you know, like, like who does he, like Diane Sawyer, is she a bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like I, this is what I want to know. Only Glenn can tell me these things. We're going to get down and dirty with Glenn. I want to have some fun with Glenn Beck, you know, we're going to have some fun. And uh, anyway, hey, a couple of bookkeeping notes. We're not done. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Now, don't forget, folks, I'm going to be in spring, Texas, uh, Saturday night. 
at uh, Dosido. Get your tickets. Watch Chad.com's where the fun stuff is. And hey, I'm going to be in Greenville, South Carolina at the Comedy Zone on the 16th and 17th of December. So get your tickets there. Four nights, two shows, or uh, four shows, two nights. And then uh, on the 30th of December, uh, we're going to be in College Station at Stampede with Jesse Payton. So don't miss that. And uh, guys, do me a favor, scrape up some money, head over to chatonblaze.com, do some shopping, get your Big Nick Energy. It's, it's going to ship fast in time for Christmas. And uh, use promo code CHAD20. Even if you buy Stu's garbage, just use promo code CHAD20. Tomorrow is Tuesday, and it's going to be a fun one. Lots to get to. We love you. God bless you. And we will see you then. Bye.